Well, we're we're getting all situated. Uh, everything is all set. So fire away. Any questions you may have? Any new updates with contracting? Um, no, the only new um, the update that I got this um, last week was um, basically I know that um, we've been having issues with some of our agents or in general, all FFL is having issues with um, American Amicable and how agents submitted through LLC and sometimes they're not their contracts are not being fully submitted to the carriers or the carriers are not receiving them. So um, that was something that we spoke about um, at our last meeting. And um, those are issues that are happening. So if your contract is one of the contracts that is not being received by American Amicable, um, it's not, it's nothing on the um, corporate side really is the issue. The issue with American Amicable is basically their, um, their back office and the system that they're using is pretty outdated. So sometimes it pulls up you know, it's able to um, sink in the contracts and sometimes it's not. So some of them fall through. Okay. So if you guys are um, submitting your American Amicable um, through SureLC, I would recommend that you guys do follow up with the carrier, hopefully within three to five days of um, submitting that through um, SureLC, just to make sure that the carrier has received it. And if they haven't, send me a quick email or a text message, and then we'll get that resent out to them. That's fine then. It's IMAM. So yeah. And then um, type of policy. So it's yeah, good. for sure. Um, and then that's also going to be, yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. you do. <laughs> Why? Just the interface is ugly. Or it's like not old and outdated. Basic. It's just so ugly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It works. So it's MM is actually one of the easiest mobile friendly apps. Oh, really? Because the interface, it's not it's flashy. Simple. There's Got no it. like multiple flash Adobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah happening it's just easy javascript looking like you ever play like you remember playing on yahoo games <laughs> yeah and you play those like uh, the <laughs> sticks and eight balls it feels like that <laughs> Got it. okay. well yeah. the, the good the good thing is is that we're gonna have a it's gonna be moved into um next NLC. level contracting yeah hopefully by the end of the month so then come november 1st we will be able to submit american amicable through there and that will definitely alleviate um, any contracts falling through the cracks and stuff like that. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it'll help out. So, any, um, feel free to unmute. Anybody have any questions for us that we can help out and assist? You have here, I'm um, John, you have Joanne, you have UL. So, so contracting, sales, field, um, social media, we have all the answers for you. Might be, may or may not be right, but we have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> or talking point, anything. Yeah. Hello. So, Hi. What's up? So Gabby's up? brand new. Well, not so brand new, but getting into the flow of things, dialing, ma making her first dials and appointments. Any concerns? Questions? Uh, um. Feelings? Anything? <laughs> anything in your thoughts? And it will help uh, alleviate a couple of things. I mean, like, well, I am very nervous. I mean, I'm really excited to start, but I'm very nervous as well. I just, you know, I want to feel already like I know everything, but I know I don't. Okay. Mm. Um, I guess just my, um, my concern is like, once I get through all the calls and everything, will that really help? I don't know. Getting better at this. <laughs> are you, are you, are you uh, concerned about the sales side? Are you concerned about knowing on like being knowledgeable on the product side? Um, no, I think it's just the knowledge because the knowledge is what gives me confidence, you know, and yeah. what are the, the tips? How did you guys, you know, get, gain that knowledge faster? 
Wow. That's yeah. a good point. I'll, I'll answer a couple of things and I'm, I'm going to read off something I saw <laughs> online. So it's, it's the new agent jitters really is what you're having. Right. And so this is something really good for anybody. Uh, I follow this guy named Jim quick on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so you have your, your stresses and he has the solution for stresses. And I was mentioning this to her earlier. So if you're overthinking, you want to write. Okay. So if you're overthinking, you want to write it down because what I was mentioning to her, she's, she's thinking about, you know, maybe I need my, to get my passwords and my logins done. Then maybe I got to practice the script first before I dial. And, it, and it's, it's, you know, it's procrastination about the idea of dialing. Okay. Yeah. So you're overthinking. So when I, t- I was telling her, it's like, let's have you write it down. What is the most important thing right now? Yeah. What do you need to be doing? Okay. You need to be dialing, right? If you're doing your username and your password, it's dial day. <laughs> you should be able to do that at night. Right. So if you're overthinking, you write. If you're anxious, you should move. Okay. So you feel feel like you don't know what to do. You know, some some exercise, moving, some walking that helps out. If you're tired but you can't sleep, you should read. Okay. So this is the good time for you to to read at night. If you're 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 you know worrying, you got too many things in your head. If you read, you're focusing on one ex, one topic, I guess, and then it'll help you fall asleep. If you're confused, you walk. Okay. Long walks allow you to zone out and you're going to be able to just mentally control what's in your head. You start focusing on what you're confused on. Okay. You start coming up with ideas. And last part is if you're sad, you got to elevate your your blood. You got to do an exercise. So what's happening with you is a couple of those things are in there. It's all the new agent jitters, right? So (laughs) you just got to write down your plan because I think in reality, you're excited, but you are just kind of lost to where what's the most important, what's going to give me and yield me the most results. What should I be doing right now? You just feel like everything is coming at you, right? Mm-hmm. So Definitely. what we always want to try to do is we want to make it simple for you. You want to be, it's simple. We, we're just dialing leads. We're calling on these clients. We're saying these same word tracks and we're booking appointments. Keep it very simple. Okay. So if you maintain one focus and one step at a time, let's just say, let's just set a target. Okay. Set little mini goals, successful goals for yourself. Let's just book an appointment. Let me have <laughs> 10 dials. Okay. I was mentioning this to one of the other, other agents because they're, they're so jittery about making a dial. Let's just do 10 dials. Maybe let's do five. Let's get to talk to somebody about life insurance. Okay. So one itty bitty steps at a time for you. So, you, so it'll get things going for you. Because if you're feeling per- like you want to be perfect, you know, I was mentioning this all the time, like you can't ride a bike. You can't figure out how to ride a bike until you get on, on the bike. So you're not going to be able to perfect things if you don't initially start the dial. Right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps. You guys have any other input? Can you, uh, Thank you. I remember that some of the agents were doing the um, dialing like a hundred or, or scheduling a hundred appointments. Was that it? Was it dialing 100 appointments or scheduling so 100 appointments I was telling or getting her, through your first 100 appointments? Yeah. Like one of the things. Of- oh, so about the mastery of things. Yeah. The fastest you get to 100 appointments or 100 sits, that's how you'll have the, the perfection into it. Yeah. So I, I, I think like for someone like Gabriella, just like you mentioned, she has a bunch of things that are kind of like putting her in a state of like procrastination where she's just like stunted and is not going to move forward yeah. or move to the side to get. Get one one thing or another thing accomplished, it feels like. But in my opinion, like if I was in her shoes, I would probably, what would work for me would be like writing a list down of the yes. things that I want to accomplish. So now that you're here in the office, 
write down like the five top things that are like most important and you need to get done and get through and then just go from there. Like start off with the list of the things you want to do and start crunching them out. But Mm -hmm. now that she's here in the office, I mean, just hop on the calls and we'll, we'll help, we'll help her. We'll, you know, and yeah. And that's, what's good about being in the office. Cause sometimes, you know, you're in your own head and there's nobody to give you a second input. Yeah. (laughs) There's nobody to just say, Hey, just, just pick up the phone and dial a number. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And like, it, it can be, it can be a trap though, too. Like being like, okay, like, let me write goals. Let me get my passwords done. And then like, before you know it, the day's over. Yeah. And you had no activity that directly, you know, correlates to you putting money in your pocket. At the end of the day, you want to make a living, you want to make money. Right. So I think like being super disciplined about your time and when you allocate time to what activity kind of what John was, it was alluding to, like, yeah. You're you have like people used to say this all the time at the old company, like you have to respect your dial time. Like that is the respect your dial time. The window of time that you have to dial, you you have to be super disciplined about it. You can't no excuse, no, oh, you know, I got respect that dial time. Anything nothing else matters other than respect that dial time. If you need to do administrative stuff before and after, do administrative stuff before and after. But the time in the window that you have to call and do things that are directly correlated for you to make money. That's super important. So are we, are we talking about um, the cold leads or cold calls or like leads that you already have acquired? Just in general, in general, just, in just general, like setting a schedule okay. up. Like, yeah. okay. So we have a today's a dial day. Before, before you I was just trying to understand what, what Gabriel's situation was. Cause if it's a, if it's a lead that you already purchased or if you already have it, I mean, there should be, I mean, you should just call them directly and just like get it done. Right. Start. But when you're a brand new agent, it's the new jitters. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. Yeah. So we got a special guest. Our special guest has just came nice in. Nice to meet y'all in person. Oh, oh, okay. How are you? I mean, I got to get you. You got Jordan Williamson. I'm asking you for a lot of favors. <laughs> so let's have you um, fix the mic on. Oh, well. So let's introduce Jordan Williams. Uh, where'd you come from right now? Uh, Texas or? Yeah, we were actually just in, nice. from Boston originally, yeah. Yeah. So nice. he's been touring. Huh? You've been touring the, the, yeah, the country been touring for a the country. Yeah, getting ready to get out the country too in the next month. Okay, so we're going to be able to... Please ask any questions. We'll be able to have a second input with Jordan, you know, a special guest. Um, any other questions you guys may have for us? So we can just elaborate on the same question uh, that, that Gabby was having for Jordan to answer. So um, the issue is, you know, she's brand new. She's a little bit fearful about dialing her first initial day. And then a lot of things are going in her head. You know, should I be doing this? Should I, maybe I should procrastination wise of like, maybe I should do my passwords, my login, or, or what would you say to a new agent to just get them to get into the groove of things, uh, avoiding the worriness and the fear of like perfectionism to just start making motions happen. I'd say, I mean, the fear is definitely, uh, it's validated for one. I think it's important to understand. I was fair. I was definitely had some fear when I transitioned, when I transitioned from the practice company, because it's just something you don't know. Um, but you just got to have faith I mean, you got to have faith and not try to have it all together at first. And I think having faith is believing in your upline. Um, cause if you have fear and no disrespect, I don't might not necessarily believe in yourself. Right. I mean, I look back when I had fear, I didn't really believe in myself, but I had a lot of people that I did believe in. So I would say, check in with your upline, be consistent. You got to plug in. Um, you know, if you are dialing, if even if you're taking live transfers, I mean, you should be opening up the mic and coming on unmuted and sharing your screen to open up for critique criticism. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not going to give someone my feedback unless they ask, but if they ask, I'll give it to them. Right. Uh, but if you're muted or not, then we can't help you. You know, it was like today, I was just literally got off the phone with Micah, had an agent, made a call, you know, slouched down, you know, he's not really taking it seriously. 
and fudged a couple calls. Micah gave him some reassurance. Next call, call to close. Literally $350 AIG deal. So I would say, you know, just make sure that you're actually seeking the leadership and, and plugging in. Um, the last thing as well is YouTube, YouTube University. I mean, every single Family First Life agency has a YouTube page that you can subscribe to and get some serious training. Um, I think the combination of the two is is really what's needed to start. Yeah, it's really important to just to follow up on that uh, until another question comes in. Um, your your preparation for it or actually your confidence and your ability to seek the answer, right? Sure. Because sometimes a lot of people, you're, you're, you want to get things going, but there's one missing piece from your end of putting in the work, mm-hmm. right? So what, wherever you're at, you know, if you don't have the answers, YTU, YouTube University, <laughs> YouTube University yeah. and, <laughs> has all the answers. And also too, for, I mean, dialing as well. I mean, just the more people you keep on dialing and just repetition, repetition, it's like, uh, if you look up Jim Quick online, look up the the confidence, competent, or sorry, competence, confidence loop. So um, the more, the more you do it, you will get better. And as you get better, you build confidence. And as you build confidence, you want to do it more because now you start liking it. So mm-hmm. by virtue, you start doing it more and then it just keeps on going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So as long as you know what you want and you're very intentional and you seek it, I mean, you will achieve it. Double uh, shout out to Jim Quick. Cause that's the, right before you oh, got here, yeah. we just, we just <laughs> read a five. Like, that's, like, that's, that's, yeah. that's my guy. So, I mean, obviously we're, we're aligned on the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. A lot of information out there, but you have to seek it. So we have a lot more people here. Gabby had a question. You had your hand raised. <laughs> yes. Um, I just uh, remembered something I was thinking about right now that I was uh, going through the script. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I like this week, for example, I, I do have a very full agenda just with other personal stuff. Yeah. And um, so if I do get on the phone today, for example, and my only availability this week would only be on Wednesday and sometime next week. Now, do you recommend me still getting on the phone and try book as many for Wednesday and maybe some for next week or just book until i'm ready until like start calling till next week when i have more availability because do like like will be would it be pointless to make calls now if i don't have that much availability on my schedule this week um so no i mean you first off i wouldn't dial for next week uh you always want to keep your excuse me always want to keep your appointment times within a 48 hour window to eliminate no show rate um so I mean, even same, same day set pretty much has a hundred percent show rate. So I would mm-hmm. dial and I would set for today, uh, four to nine, those are your primetime hours and Wednesday. And then you can make up for that. It's all activity. Um, you know, standard family first life in a month in a week, average deal size is about 1200. You could even be conservative and say 800. That's three to five families helped uh, at an average show ratio of 60% showing up close ratio mm-hmm. of 40. If you're average beginning agent. You just need to set 30 to 40 appointments. Uh, you could easily set 10 today or today and another 10 to 15 on Wednesday. You definitely got to be more aggressive, uh, double book the ones that are quick set and really focus on, you know, building solid relationships on, and rapport on the phone. So, you know, you're going to increase that show ratio. So, no, I, I don't think it's pointless at all. What I would say is pointless, Gabriella, is, is setting appointments for next week because they're not going to be there. Uh, I'd almost bet my life on that. They wouldn't be there. And, and two, you would miss out on so much stuff and activity that you could get done today and Wednesday. 
Mm. Right, so thank remember, you. Because of the, the beauty of the, the business now, we can call a client and sell the client on the spot. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't want to sacrifice your entire day. Today is still young to essentially your mind state is I'm going to give up this whole entire week and I'm going to start again next week. It's a procrastination. Right. So your job now is let's just focus on dialing, get you an, a, an appointment or get you a sale today. Now, if they can't meet with you or, or see you or sell you today, right, doing a phone appointment mm-hmm. so uh, close, then you book it for Wednesday. So only okay. think about them the next 48 hours. Okay, that's, that makes sense. Thank yeah, you. Remember, once you have agent numbers, that the speed is how fast can you get paid once you reach or receive a welcome email from America or, or the other carriers that we have. Yeah. And do yourself a favor too, Gabriella. Like, um, definitely create or seek a nice call to close script. Uh, I'm not going to BS you. I don't have a script. I'm, I'm very calm and smooth and relaxed on the phone. I think I can really just get anyone. I say that humbly, but your average person is not going to feel comfortable dialing at all, let alone trying to get someone to do it right now. So you have to force that upon yourself to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that requires you getting hung up on and hearing a lot of no's. There's no nice way to say it. You're like, Hey, Gabrielle, I got 10 minutes. I can do this right now. No, click. Okay. Then you do it again. (laughs) Hey, Isaiah, I got 10 minutes. I can do it right now. No, click. And then eventually just by, you know, the numbers, kind of like what Jim Rohn says, right? Like someone could outwork me. That's a 10% closer because I know that I'm 90% closer. So I'm going to set 10, sell nine. But guess what? When you are the beginning of sales, you lack up in skill with activity. So you just have to see a hundred. And if you're a 10% closer, then you're going to set 10 or sell 10. And now you beat me. And you'll feel even you'll feel even better about about outworking me, right? Because yeah. hard work will be talent when talent doesn't work hard. Thank you. Thank you very much. Depending on their situation, how do you know which insurance company which to recommend them to? Okay. Client worksheet. Okay. The okay. I mean, you have, we're filled underwriters. We're not sales reps, so you have to underwrite first before you get into any type of plan building. Um, uh, so I think just finding out their, their needs, you gotta just go over the basic, I mean, first and last name, date of birth, any major medical conditions. And you need to know the medications. I mean, I used to spin around all the time and fill out applications. Oh, person wants to spend $200 a month. And then you get the decline from America and they don't want to do business with you because every decline they lose interest with the frustration of runaround. So you want to, you want to get the right answer for the client the first time. And the way to do that is to take that vetting process beforehand, seriously. So, um, the client worksheet is a phenomenal tool. And just knowing the right questions to ask. Okay. Yeah. You want to stick with learning. So we have like 30 plus carriers, right? So you want to stick to learning a couple of products. And we always emphasize this. Learn the Americo products, the AIG products, and the Prosperity products. And the the rest will continue to be added on for you. But what what he's alluding to with the the client worksheet, go on the Google Drive for everyone with the welcome email. Joanne sends a welcome email. There's a link in there for the Google Drive. It's under agent forms under field materials. We have two specific client worksheet that we use uh, back in the old company. We used to call it needs analysis um, or a fact finding sheet, uh, but there's the final expense one or mortgage protection. Those are the two common ones. So you get to figure out does the client want something for the burial. Then you're looking towards a, a whole life plan. So with America, that'll be the Eagle premier AIG's policies, which is the SIWL or G- GIWL and Prosper- prosperity's new Vista. 
if they're telling you, I want to take care of mm-hmm. uh, the mortgage, then you're going to do the, the HMS, CBO, the term with the return of premiums or a level term. So it's, it all comes back to the first initial questions you're, you're doing with the client, right? So I would go, if I'm in person with my client, I go and ask them, so who's looking for life insurance? And what are you looking to do with your life insurance? Are you looking for your burial, take care of the family, take care of the house, leave your legacy? What's your situation? And so you want to tailor the client and filter out from their info, their wants, their needs, and then also their underwriting conditions with their medical. And that's going to allow you to figure out and narrow down which carrier to use. Hopefully that helps. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Malin, did we answer your question? Do you have any, anything to follow up on? I just, uh, I think that, I think that was Malin uh, asking the question through Gabriella. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just post in the group me if I, if I'm not sure. Just post their uh, their situation, their medications, and all that stuff. And usually, uh, you know, John or JP or Albert or a ton of other people will jump in and let you know what what carrier to use and sometimes what product. Yeah. At the end of the day, all you really need is the client's age, health, gender, smoking, non smoking. Uh, medications and then you can sell them insurance and a method of payment. But it's like the tailored plan for them is what's going to maintain that policy and keep it in the books. But yeah, if you're selling, there's no wrong way to sell. <laughs> if you got if you got a bank account. <laughs> again, the deposits and yeah, I mean you can do whatever you want, right? Yeah. As long as it's legal. Right. And even better too, like let's say you when you're brand new, let's say you couldn't close the client. Go sell a, a children's whole life. Sell a $10 plan, $20 plan, and you can always do a policy review six months or one year down the road when you build trust, then you can up, upgrade, sell the family, sell the husband, the wife, siblings, cousins, whoever. As long as you're making a sale, it's a, it's a win. Yeah, I already, have, I already have insurance. What do you do? Okay. What's up, Coach hey. Ray? What's up? <laughs> Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Um, so... You got to understand most clients are going to have life insurance, right? So your first initial reaction to this is to, for the client to test you if you're going to be faced or not, right? Do you consider the client, oh, I already got life insurance. Are you closing the door right there? Are you saying, hey, client, okay, I guess I can't help you. Or if you're unfaced by it and you tell them, yeah, I would, I would be surprised if you didn't have life insurance, right? Or you can come back and say, great. That means you believe in life insurance. So you can go two ways about it. So for me, I would come back to and ask the question, what are you looking to do with your life insurance? Are you looking to compare it to get the better rate? Are you looking to add to that? Okay, so is this from work only? So I, it's all about the follow-up questions. So if a client says, I just got it, it's a great situation for me because I'm the broker. I have all the companies and the carriers. I could probably better uh, equip them with a, a better plan they may be graded instead of level, right? If you guys don't know what that means, that's the two-year graded level, meaning they have to outlive it for two years before they pass versus the level plan. If you paid one month, you're covered immediately. So some of the clients, when they buy online, they buy by mail, they don't know the difference or they don't read the fine print. So you can, all you have to do is inject a little bit of a um, question, curiosity from the client to figure out what you have to offer. So it starts off with the conversation from it. You got any uh, input? Yeah, I mean, when I was calling, when I was calling leads, if I if I had a final expense lead, a mortgage lead, 
Um, and if they said I already have life insurance, I always like to minimize and redirect, uh, mm-hmm. Ray. I just feel like perfect, Ray. Most of my families do. Uh, we have you listed there at 123 Main Street in Gardena. Is that correct? You say yes. I'm like, all right, wonderful. So, the, and I get, and I'm going to tell you the purpose of my call, which is to set the appointment so we can get you insurance and I can get paid. And I'm going to say, so the purpose of my phone call, Ray, is now to find an availability where we can get you and the spouse um, sat down for 15 minutes, see what you qualify for. Um, are you working or retired? And I'm always, it's always the follow up questions. A lot of new agents, they overcome the objection. Just like John said, you have to, it's like statement, question, question, statement, kind of having that ping pong effect back and forth. You overcome the objection with a statement. You're like, perfect. Uh, most of my families have life insurance too. And then you pause and think that the client's going to come in and set the appointment for you. You're not going to do that. And you can't make sure that there's any pauses. So uh, I just like to acknowledge it and be like, all right, great. Yeah, most families do. And it's just like, it's so nonchalant where you're like, they don't even know what to say to it. It's half the time they're, they're lying. They, they don't have life insurance or they don't know, they have life insurance, they don't know what they have, or it's a group or work policy. And it, it's, I'd say nine out of 10 times, right, that everyone that said they had life insurance, um, they actually, in my situations, do have life insurance. They aren't BSing, um, even though from across the board, they might be lying. It's just that they, we can always put, I believe we can just always put them in a better situation. Mm. Um, and if not, I'm going to go over there and build a good rapport with them, um, work on building a relationship and get referrals. And it's still going to be a win-win. I'm going to be able to further help folks in their life. Maybe they didn't sit down with a broker and it's going to help my family as well. So we have another question. Uh, I guess maybe their mic is not on. So Brandon was asking, what were each of y'all's own individual hurdles you had to overcome when you first started? So I think this is a loaded question. Um, it's asking about ours. Now, each individual person is going to have their own specific individual hurdle. So I don't know if this is going to help you and your particular situation. So I think the loaded real question is, what are you going to, the, yeah. what are you having the difficulties that you're not, you're not sharing with us yet? You know, like for me, I started, I'm 37 now. I started when I was 22, straight out of college. Okay. So my conflict was from grade school to high school to college, you had a teacher telling us what to do. And then I came in straight out of college after taking like two, three months of vacation. I came in, now I'm self-employed. I ran my own schedule. <laughs> I was my own boss. So the conflict was for me, do I choose to work or do I choose to go have fun? My bills were minimal. You know, I saved some money. I was working full-time while I was going to school. I couldn't spend my money. So it wasn't a, um, a requirement or a need for me to make income, but I loved the freedom and time. So my conflict was freedom and time or working for freedom. <laughs> so, but I don't know what your situation is, what, what we can help you overcome that, but just to answer it and not uh, shy around from it. Yeah. I mean, in, in general, I'm not like an active um, agent with everybody, but I think like one of my, one of my hurdles was kind of like Gabriella was just, you know, having a lot of stuff to do and just like figuring out what time of day. So I think like overall, one of my biggest hurdles when I started here was probably my time management. But mm-hmm. I think that um, implementing like all of the things that we kind of talked about and stuff like that just makes my schedule a lot easier. So that was one of my hurdles I want to say. But Okay, that's good. Yeah. So I have had two. Um, I'm from the practice company we were at before. I didn't work any of their leads. I only did referrals. And I treated it like a paycheck because I wasn't investing anything but time to sell. So every time I got a nice thousand dollar paycheck or a bonus, I just kept on you know, spending um, some over here having to actually I was too yeah, far away. Yeah. yeah. I was going to like fix this mic. I'm like, I don't, it was, it was, it was managing the money for me. 
um, at first, you know, the first couple, my first week here, I just rolled, I think what most folks do is referrals rolling over a lot of our old referrals nice. and getting those Americo deposits. And nice. then you go spend 7,000 and like, oh, I don't have any, I don't have any more money. And how many folks actually have a credit card or savings to reinvest? So understanding that whether you're self-employed, a small business owner, or business owner, if you treat this like a job and it's a paycheck, then you're going to go broke and you might as well just go work a job. You have to invest more than you know you're keeping, and to get your you know business really growing, um, and managing the money comes with managing the time because if you mismanage your time, your money gonna get mismanaged. So they're 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 counterintuitive. Um, Stephen Yee, I heard from him. He said self-employed turns into unemployed very quickly, and I yeah. think that's what scared me. I was like, man, I don't want to be a self-employed joke where people was like, this guy is just saying he's self-employed or business owner online to look cool. Um, you just got to work and, and the actions will speak for itself. Um, there's always something to be doing. I promise you that if you don't know, or if your upline doesn't know, then go ask someone else or get a new upline. Um, because the knowledge is, it's just out there. And I think if I ever find myself bored with insurance, which I don't read folks no. that are going to give you high emotional, intelligent return, a good ROI. Um, I don't read sales books. I wouldn't recommend it because we're not in sales, we're order takers. So you're going to read something from Grant Cardone and how to go close someone and he's putting a million dollars on the table in his ad that looks cool, shout out to Grant. But then you're going to try to go sell someone that's not meant to be sold. They want to be educated. They requested the information. Um, so manage your time, manage your time well, be effective and understand that you're not paid for your time, you're paid for your value. And the value that you provide in the time is the knowledge that you have and you're able to share. Because if you add value to someone, it can multiply to other people. So from there, it's just going to continuously build itself. Again, confidence, confident loop. I think a lot of the things we do just kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So the difference between us and here, I think we got to really just be hard on ourselves in, in not doing what we told ourselves that we're going to do. Right. So in any other job, you know, if you said you're going to clock in at eight and you clocked in at 830, <laughs> You had some somebody telling you, hey, you're not going to make it tomorrow. You're going to be canned today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you come in here in this business, you told, you told yourself, yeah, I'm going to dial and make my phone calls at eight. And you get here at nine. Eh, I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> I'll try. I'll dial. Oh, I didn't get my appointments on a Monday. I guess I'll call again Tuesday. I guess I'll call again Wednesday. And you're just killing yourself with your time because you're not being true to yourself or you're not giving yourself accountability. <laughs> right. So these things will make a difference because you are now your own boss. <laughs> you're 1099. So if you have an issue with that, you have an issue with, with sticking to your game plan, share it. You know, have somebody be on somebody's time. So at least you feel like you're, you're accountable for something. So that'll really help. So going back to Jordan's uh, uh, notion about, you know, there's always something to be doing. There's always something to be doing if you're activated into working. There's always a lot of things to not be doing, to not be working, right? Yeah. You can go, just straight up go to the beach on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You can go book a vacation right away. But if you feel like you haven't been like, clocking in, clock yourself in from like eight to eight, just specifically for work. You'll figure out things to do. You can continue to dial. You continue to call and uh, follow up on your clients. There, uh, you can learn about the business, learn about management. You can recruit. There's a lot of things you can do in the business if you are activated into doing something about the business. Uh, we have one more um, question to, to be able to answer before we wrap up. Anybody else? 
Really, real quick, in terms of uh, leads when you purchase them, uh, have you sure. found uh, – <clears throat> what I'm trying to get to is that uh, if you were to buy leads that, are, that cost more, are they more easier to close compared to older slash cheaper leads? Mm, yes and no. So let's let's use your example. Uh, so he was saying if you buy higher cost leads, are, are you able to close them? Quicker, yeah. Yeah, Quicker. Yes and no. So at the end of the day, you want to be able to talk to someone about life insurance. Okay. What a higher cost lead is, quote unquote, promising is that you'll be able to reach them. (laughs) Right. That's all it is. Yeah. The information is uploaded to you more exclusively. Got it. (laughs) That's it. And Um, one, sorry, go ahead. Nothing's promised. And and I would say, too, as as well, sir, um, is is, um, it's all probability. Right. Yeah. I, I pretty much ran 90% of my business off of CRM leads and I was scared of them at first. The leads work, but it's just most of the time you don't work the leads the right way. Um, perfect example. You hear a lot of folks, they say you, you got to be investing like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two hundred, two thousand a week. If you ask JP, I remember every conversation I have with JP, I was almost hoping he would say something different. How much do you invest? Fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. He's not going to say anything different. He's like, and he was even, I remember watching the podcast, he was talking about, where he's just like, when you just kind of focus on just doing the same things and just buying leads, buying leads, buying leads, as cliche and sometimes corny as it sounds, it's we're saying it for a reason because it works. Now, the you have to understand the probability, right? You have a higher chance of closing a lead that's uploaded in the past 24 hours or a month than you do two to five years. Got it. But yeah. if you know that, then you have to put the numbers in your favor. Yeah. And in order to put the numbers in your favor, I would advise like run, like run all of them. If I, perfect example, if I had mortgage protection, I've worked uh, the exclusive mailers that are $75. I still invest 2000 a week, but I only need to call like 10 to 20 of them Yeah, where I could spend. If I, if I want to get internet life leads, I, I can't spend 500 to a thousand. That's dangerous. I have to spend a 1200 to 2000 because I have to put the probability in my favor to get those five to 10 and I'm right. still going to get an ROI. So I think at the beginning Second chance leads, will you be your best friend? Um, uh, some of the higher ticket leads, I mean, if you mess it up, it burns a lot more than messing up a $3 right. internet life lead. Right. Yeah. That's why we have those. We're not, and advise, you know, folks, especially yeah. at the beginning of the process to, to do that. Because you got to understand. So the higher cost leads, you can sell faster with it. You can have a bigger AP, but at the same time, you have less of a chance of screwing it up. So let's say you use a mortgage protection for $100 a lead versus a $10 internet lead. You can mess up 10 internet leads compared to one. You blow that one, now you got, let's say your closing ratio is abysmal, 25%. Right. <laughs> you need a thousand dollars. It's like live transfers. That's yeah, what man. Yeah. So it's yeah. not good to go right in it's with high $20 calls. It's high risk. It's <laughs> high, super high risk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like playing in the blackjack table. Are you doing a $5 man versus like $100 each? Right. That's all it is. You can win both ways. Yeah. Right? But it depends on how good you get eventually, and then you can correct those. And I know you guys are wrapping up, but real quick, in terms of final expense, uh, I've never done final expense before, and I've okay. kind of gotten some training on it. But in 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 your experience, what has been the rejection rate? Like, if you had ten calls or ten leads, how many will buy out of ten? It's tough to say. Yeah, it's, 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 super, I was wondering, like, say. percentage that you can. I don't know if we could give you an accurate percentage. Yeah. We'd be, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be, we wouldn't be 
doing you a disservice yeah, if we say a number. We'll be disservicing you because we'll be there's so many you. lead vendors. Uh, yeah, we mess up your, your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because everyone sees, because everyone sees uh, final expense differently, right? For me, I would rather buy a term life than go with final expense. But then there are so many people who like, you know, I would rather go with final expense than go with term life. This is me, you know, so. Yeah, just don't, don't ever use your example because the different type of clients, like, would you ever fill out a form online? I would, yes. You would? Yeah, because some some people would say if it was me, I would I would do this, but then they would never fill out a, a form at all. Yeah, right. It's a totally not. different type of client that you're going to be yeah. dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this 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 might help too. Um, final expense coverage is really used for three main reasons, and I emphasize this a lot. Uh, sorry, whole life is emphasized used for three main reasons: final expense coverage, so your cremation, <clears throat> excuse me, cremation, burial, uh, service costs, etc to replace income or to supplement income, right? Um, whole life has a conservative, usually three to 5% guaranteed interest rate. I've spoken to a lot of clients this year that had tough situations because the pandemic and their whole life insurance saved them. Yeah. You know, they had 15, 20, $30,000 of, of cash value. They've had policies from, you know, carriers are not in our book of business, but Hey, it, it saved them. They were able to pull from them. They're like, Oh, now whole life coverage is, is very important. Oh, yeah. But you know, if you communicate that whoever has a problem with final expense coverage and is sick of going to make GoFundMes, now you're the guy to go help because you're going to help solve their biggest problem. If you're angling as like, this is just whole life, it's better. And they know nothing about it. They're not going to want to work with you. So use the whole life as a type of insurance, not the type of coverage. Final expense coverage is a solution for a lot of people. Good thing for us, 10,000 people turn 65 a day. Everybody needs it. It's bread and butter. And folks love buying final expense coverage. They just want to buy more and more as they can get. With term, a lot of folks, they don't know what they're buying at all. They're just scared. So you offer a mortgage protection product that gives cash back and living benefits. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I just wanted X and X and Y, death benefit and a good premium. Um, But communicate the problems and they'll find the solution. Underwriting wise too, man. You can sell anyone a final expense. Term, there's only a certain amount of people that, if they're looking for the cheapest rates. Well, first off, your your commission is going to be low on it, anyways. Yeah, because <laughs> you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get people looking for a million dollar policy for 40, 50 bucks, whereas yeah. you can get a ten nine ninety five. Yeah, nine ninety nine. True. So, <laughs> yeah. ten thousand people, seniors, with our Aetna plan, you can sell anyone eighty nine and under, right? So you're limiting yourself just thinking about the term. Yeah, also, term comes with a term, so it's like you know, it's not yeah. Good, yeah. yeah I, and the cool that, thing too is uh, prosperity. Um, I would call the at the marketing department today and ask them to explain how how the renewable and convertible uh, family freedom term, yeah, the family freedom term, how that works, okay. uh, because there's a lot of different things you can do with the renewable and convertible term. I mean, it's going to serve them while they're young and aid while they're older. That's what I always okay. say. It's going to serve you while you're young, and it will aid you while you are older. You want that large amount of coverage now for cheap? Cool. That's what yeah. you want. And serving is putting the needs of someone else before yours first. But we also have to think of your long-term needs. So I don't want to seem selfish and be like, no, you need this. And give them the best of both worlds. This will take care of today. This will be down the line. That's a great so That's all we got for right. today. Thanks, Jordan, for hopping in. Thank you guys for having Thanks, me. Guys. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yeah, so Thank we're going to be doing some filming. So yeah, yeah uh, tune in again for next week. This is, this is going to be posted on YouTube. Have a good one. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.